When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that hates that stupid improv game where two people tell a story by training off every other word because it's the worst thing ever. Period. I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. It is the worst thing ever. That wasn't really funny at all. Yeah, I mean, I was amused. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. Well, as long as you're a little bit amused. <laughs> It, amu- it amused your boosh. Yeah. All right. Um, today we're going to talk about fetish night. We're going to talk about fetish night. Fetish night. But so first. Fetish. But first. Oh, I wanted to give one. Of I'm just cracking the-, the whip on you. I'm so sorry. No, that's part of fetish night. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, we learned in the BDSM episode that I might like being Getting whipped, whipped. But I have not explored that since. Yeah, while wearing another man's leather jacket, which yes. I don't know if that was a component or not. Uh, no, no. it's just so it didn't like really get Bust in you there. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus is cool and all, but <laughs> um, okay. I wanted to give one update before you do the news of okay. fingernails because yep. I, uh, I. They're looking good. Thank you. I got a manicure for the first time ever in my life. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Our friend Kelly took me to get a manicure and I got the brightest color purple that I've had before. Mm -hmm. Um, They all, all the other purples looked a little bit dark, but every now and then someone will ask about my fingernails and yes, I'm still painting them and yes, they look beautiful. And I posted a picture to the Facebook group. Yeah. I love them and I know I'm going to wreck it pretty soon. (laughs) I can't keep things. I can't save things or you can't have nice things. I can't. I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, also, I wrote here, Mike, time of day. Does that mean anything to you? Mike, time of day. Was that something you were supposed to say? I don't I don't know what that means. It's 6.07 p.m. Cool. All right. And now the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I th- rain. It's Seattle and it's rain. Um, I don't know what that means. Okay. Time of day. Well, do you want to do the news? Great. Let's do the news. First of all, we're recording this on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Wait, Day. Wait, wait, wait. News. That one was real good. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I, I need to give you more incentive to finish the news theme. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I shit you not. I bought a book that should help me figure out how the fuck to get my piano to talk to this board in a better way because uh, it, it. Yeah. <laughs> News the first. Okay. Today is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy birthday? Do we celebrate the day he was born? My dad calls the day it Black died? Monday, which I think is oh, the worst ever. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, the uh, this is on Pink News. Uh, th- there is a iconic civil rights campaigner named Bayard Rustin who worked for Dr. King. And there's a book uh, about... Rustin's thoughts on how Dr. King viewed homosexuality or how he thinks he would have viewed homosexuality if given the opportunity. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, so Rustin is considered often, often considered, I don't know by who, uh, the intellectual godfather of the U.S. civil rights movement and was a mentor to Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, organized the 1963 March on Washington. And 
basically to fast forward through this, uh, he was pushed out of the King campaign or movement because he was gay. Hmm. He wrote, quote, it is difficult for me to know what Dr. King felt about gayness, except to say that I'm sure he would have been sympathetic and would not have had the prejudicial view. Otherwise, he would not have hired me. He never felt it necessary to discuss that with me. I think at a given point, he had to reach a decision. My being gay was not a problem for Dr. King, but a problem for the movement. Hmm. Um, and it's interesting i think it's super interesting the the idea like to try to to try to like from somebody who knew him but yeah. to try to unravel like how would this iconic civil rights figure have thought about homosexuality yeah. if our movement was happening yeah. then it's kind of it's interesting right and the idea of it could have done damage to that civil rights movement if someone gay was associated with it which like i understand why i understand that thought process it still sucks but i don't know that's hard for me to unravel of like how i feel about that yep it's almost like stonewall like i don't like violence but like it was a good thing so it's like weird like some of those weird things where it's like i get it i don't necessarily like it i don't necessarily dislike it i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah go gays we're everywhere go gays we're everywhere this one gay anyway thinks dr king would have been okay with it Hmm. uh next news the second sure okay so there's a netflix movie that's out there I bet. And it is... Uh, did, have we talked about this already on the show? I don't know what you're going to say. There's a gay Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, we haven't. I don't think we've talked about it, but... No, Netflix yeah. has a Christmas special that some have called blasphemous for depicting Jesus as a gay man. And it even prompted a gasoline bomb attack on the satirists behind the program. Wow. Um, People love free speech until it's free speech that they don't like. Well, and apparently they love it even less in Brazil because mm-hmm. a Brazilian judge on Wednesday ordered Netflix to sh- stop showing their Christmas special in Brazil. I thought that was taken back. I thought a different judge overruled that. Uh, the other way around, this decision overturns. Oh, wait, no, something's happened since the 9th. Um. It was only 11 days ago. This is from January 9th on HuffPo. Rio de Janeiro judge Benedicto Abicare. Abicar, Abicar, responded to a petition by a Brazilian Catholic organization that argued the, quote, honor of millions of Catholics was hurt by the airing of the first temptation of Christ. The film company Porta dos Fundos. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Uh, it was who produced it. And the judge's decision contradicts an earlier decision that rejected censorship of the program. Hmm. This ruling is valid until another court orders otherwise. Uh, the judge said that withdrawing this program, quote, is beneficial not only to the Christian community, but to Brazilian society, which is mostly Christian. The ruling comes at a time when some civil rights groups say that far-right Brazilian President Bolsonaro is waging a cultural war, cutting funding for arts projects that challenge Christian values, and inveying? Is inveying a word? I-N-V-E-I-G-H-I-N-G. That's, you made that word up, Puffpo. Um... Yeah, and against uh, against flamboyant carnival celebrations. Anyway, I just, on the one hand, I'm, I feel sort of comforted by the fact that we're not the only fucked up country that's basically a uh, theocracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also uncomfortable because I don't know how I feel about a Christmas special with the gay Jesus. Like, oh wow, okay. 
Tell me about it. What's I mean, the... free speech, free speech. Yeah. And you're poking a tiger there. You got to fucking oh, they, know. I mean, they knew like... what they were doing. Sure. <laughs> I don't. So uh, are you just saying that part of it? Or do you feel uncomfortable with it yourself personally? I, hmm. There are a lot of things that I find hilarious that I don't think are necessarily good for the cause. Mm. And I don't know that this is necessarily good for the cause. Mm. I don't think that this is a message that plays well in Iowa or mm. whatever. I love it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I just, the idea is hilarious. They want to portray Jesus as someone who like hates poor people. They, we should sue Christians for how they're portraying Jesus. Yep. Like it's, I think it's hilarious. I think fuck you if you don't like it. It does not matter how it mm. plays anyone. Like we're gonna make characters gay and and fuck off. Yeah, and I, I don't know the I don't know this story. I haven't seen it either. Neither do I? And and Jesus didn't have an explicit sexuality, at least not in the canonical Bible. And so, if you take an, a character that has no stated a, a sexuality, giving him one that's not straight. It, that's there's something artful about that right yeah and that, it, and like yeah this is not a biography of him and you can't hate making jesus gay when his sexuality wasn't stated unless you're just against gayness well sure which i is, mean even if he was stated straight it doesn't matter to me it's still funny yeah and i like it okay well great let's not go to brazil jesus anymore. suck dick Jesus sucked dick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was on his knees doing something. Yeah. What do you do when he finishes washing their hair or their feet with his hair? Sucked their dick. Sucked their dick. He washed their feet with his hair? Yeah. That's a it, Jesus thing. Okay. Didn't great. that was like that's something in the Bible about washing feet with your hair. I I, oh, I don't even know where to start Dan, with that. Yeah. Dan <laughs> help confirm this. Uh, last but not least, news the last. Okay. Okay. Chasen Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg's husband, was supposed to have a fundraiser at a gay bar. Oh, I heard about this. Yep. In Providence, Rhode Island, uh, The Dark Lady is the name of the bar, oh. and it was canceled 12 minutes before it was supposed to start Ooh. because they refused to remove their permanently fixed stripper pole. Mm. <laughs> they refused to, like, chainsaw down the <laughs> stripper pole? Yep. So... Let's see the the pole, which is secured to a twenty foot high ceiling. Mm. Uh, the bar was informed by campaign staff that the venue needed to remove the pole. Mm. Owner Buck Esperino, Esperino, owner Buck Esperino said that after he declined this request, the event was relocated just twelve minutes before its build start time. "Quote: Here in Rhode Island, we don't pretend to be someone we're not." I was undecided on which candidate to support before, but I think this answers the question. Um, staff had been preparing for the event for four hours, and the cancellation came at an estimated cost of $1,000 to the queer venue. And uh, Anthony DeRose, who has worked at the club and performed under his drag alter ego, Jacqueline Demira. Okay, Anthony DeRose, is, that's not that's his not drag, drag name? name. <laughs> like, Jesus, okay. Jacqueline Demira uh, said the incident had also turned him off the Buddha judges. Buttigieg's Buttigieg the Buttigieg mm -hmm. so here's the thing I have said and gotten called out for saying that Pete Buttigieg is only as gay as it gets him points and fucking runs as fast as he can from it in every other context mm -hmm. I think that's political strategy I don't think this country is capable of electing a homosexual president of the United States so it is as whitewashed heteronormative 
as it possibly can be and still be two dudes. And this feeds that narrative for me. Yeah. This is one where, um, like, I feel very comfortable with the word heteronormative around this. That's like not wanting to be near a stripper pole, presumably because it's too sexual. Yep. That's heteronormativity. Well, and would it be too sexual if it was at a straight bar? Oh, strippers aren't any fun. They don't know how to have fun. They don't have poles. They just have like chairs and knitting stations. Yeah. And I don't know. Music. Condom dispensaries. <laughs> Michael Bolton songs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all the news. Luke, 736 through 738. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. So Jesus went into the Pharisee's house and sat at the table. A sinful woman in the town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind Jesus at his feet, crying. She began to wash his feet with her tears and she dried them with her hair, kissing them many times and rubbing them with the perfume. Okay, great. Jesus washed people's feet with his hair. Huh. I know all our listeners know you very much as a biblical scholar, Kyle, <laughs> but um, I was in a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> okay. She knows what's up. <laughs> I bet she does. <laughs> um, okay. Before we get into our topic, thank you to... I, th- this is the most adorable thing ever. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> we had... Um, a listener buy a patreon membership for his fuck i didn't write down if their husbands or roommates or for his for his person i think he just said boyfriend okay and that's the most adorable thing i've ever heard sorry you didn't get a better gift but we appreciate it <laughs> um so it is uh from Stephen de mason or as he informed me it is uh from his tater to his sweet Potato. How do you think you did on that? It was written specifically like that. There's a apparently a specific way I have to say that. I don't know if I said it right. So potato, let me know. Actually, I don't. Well, okay. You can if you want. I probably won't read it. But thanks for signing up. Thanks for giving it as a gift. That's very sweet and adorable. And I love it. Uh, if you want bonus content, if you want merch, if you want stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Great. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It sure is. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Okay, we talked about this the last time we recorded an ad, and I said I thought I would do cooking. Uh-huh. I actually did. I talked to my therapist, and she was like, what would you do for an extra hour? And I said I would cook, and so I did. And this weekend on Saturday, I made recipe I'd never made before. It was French onion mac and cheese, and it was delicious. Well, if you want to improve your mental health, be a podcaster and record an ad about mental health. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash gayish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gayish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash gayish. French onion mac and cheese, that's what makes me happy. Yum. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Do you remember when prep came out and it was a game changer? Oh, my God. Biggest news. We were all excited to get our hands on it. Well... 
it's happening again. <laughs> it is. Imagine a world where STIs are no more. Doxypep is what we're talking about, everybody. You can get Doxypep from Shameless Care. And Doxypep has been proven to be up to 90% effective at stopping STIs like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. It's just like PrEP was for HIV, but now for all of those other things too. And where can you get this? You can get it from Shameless Care as a top telemedicine provider with board certified physicians across 50 states. They have a mission of making Doxypep accessible and affordable. Answer some medical questions on the website and one of their physicians will prescribe Doxypep to you. Viola is shipped straight to your door in discreet <laughs> packaging. And Doxypep at Shameless Care is crazy affordable, just $109 a year. That covers the online evaluation, the medication, and the shipping. So if you're ready to rewrite your story and discover the joy of carefree intimacy, visit shamelesscare.com slash gayish to take control of your sexual health. That is shamelesscare.com slash gayish. Your liberation is waiting. Be sure to use lube. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Fetish Night? I do. I do. There seems uh, like there's a but coming. The, well, okay. So the but is, I really, you're, this is very Mike and you're going to hate it. Are you prepared? Are you holding on to your butt? Because <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> okay, here's that butt. I would like to, because I'm going to bitch about Fetish Night later, to talk about the word fetish and what it means. Oh, sure. Great. That's fine. I like that. Uh, we, oh, you're going to be like, technically. Right, exactly. You're going to use the word technically before a sentence, which is going to... Okay. Yeah, great. W what is a fetish, Kyle? I don't know. Something you're into that not a lot of people are... Incorrect. Hmm. But that is how it gets used. That's absolutely right. So uh, the word fetish... Have, did you ever take an art class in college or have, like watched uh, anything uh, on No, on I was National a business Geographic. major, so I was okay. an adult, so I didn't take <laughs> liberal arts classes. So ever since I was probably a teenager... I encountered this word fetish to mean like tribal people have this object that they kind of worship mm. and that that's that that's a fetish. And I, I kind of wondered, is there a connection between that and a sexual fetish like the kind that we're talking about? And the answer is yes. Same roots. And uh, that uh, it's it's uh, let me find it. Fuck. Goddamn whores. <laughs> that's a fetish. <laughs> God. I, I accidentally accidentally closed a thing that I very much need for this just now. Okay, so the word fetish in both senses comes from the French fetiche, which comes from the Portuguese feticio, and this in turn comes from Latin facticius, facticius, uh, artificial or to make. And in the art sense, it's a object believed to have supernatural powers, or in particular, a human-made object that has power over others. A voodoo doll is a specific example of a fetish that gets way overplayed and is actually not depicted correctly, as we learned in New Orleans down for Pride 48. Yeah. But that that's the same idea that like this, it's an it's an object that has power. Hmm. And then... Like my dick. <laughs> well, okay. So in the sexual sense, it is supposed to be an object or part of the body, but it started as object that becomes somebody's sexual, um, it turns them on sexually. Mm -hmm. So things that are fetishes in this regard, like pantyhose. Mm -hmm. Pantyhose, the object itself, if that's what's turning you on, mm -hmm. that's fetishy. Yeah, balloons. Balloons. 
that's fetishy. Wow, you just rolled with balloons. Balloons <laughs> with are no question. I watched. Okay. A, I watched a thing. I it was Strange Sex, maybe or Real Sex on HBO. One of those shows like that. This dude that like fucking gets off on balloons and specifically people sitting on balloons until they pop. I learned about that from Bob's Burgers. Man, the place where I the places where I pick up my information. So a sexual fetish at its core is a sexual fixation on a non-living object or non-genital body part. The object of interest is called the fetish, and a person who has a fetish for that object is a fetishist. Now, I'm going to bitch more about this later. Oh, cool. I think that, like... No, I'm going to bitch about it now. I can't wait. Okay, okay. A lot of fetish nights, because we have several in Seattle now, Yeah. Uh, a boy will show up wearing a jockstrap and a leather harness, and... I, that's not that's not fetishy. That's just having an excuse to be slightly naked in public. Like they try, but I, like compared to the other things that I see at those parties that are actual like fetishes being enacted or participated in, it feels it feels different. Like well, like there are a lot of leather boys, quote unquote leather boys, who are only that one Saturday a month when they go to CC's. And they just put on their harness they think is pretty, and it's an excuse to have their be naked. But, I mean, can't, like, a leather harness, I, I always take that to, it's not like me wearing this harness is my fetish, and I'm like, boy, I'm so hard. But, like, it'd be, like, representative of, like, the leather community or something BDSM, or, like, it's a, it's representative, it feels like, especially with a jock strap. It feels like, grab onto this harness while you fuck me. We can talk about it. Okay. More a little bit later, I guess. Oh, okay. I just don't know why. You, I, when you get annoyed at things like that, usually I understand why you care. Like, there's a reason you care. I just don't understand why you care w- about that. Part of it is that I feel sorry, I guess, for like people who show up to a fetish night and it's either straight people who just want to see fetishes, mm. like what fetishes look like, or pretty gay boys' interpretations of what they think a fetish might be that they're not actually into. And... How they, do you feel about people that show up to fetish nights in just a button-up shirt and jeans? Yeah, no, I like and, yourself, and maybe I shouldn't do that. That's totally uh, fal- fair. Yeah, I just I mean, you're like, yeah, I uh, I think yeah, people that like put on a harness and a jockstrap, like they're going for something. They could be trying it out. They don't like you're saying like they, you know, their interpretation of it. Like maybe that's their foray into it, and they might not know about it. But yeah, yeah, I also have a desire to separate it from like a kink. Or from a paraphilia, which I think fetishes are a subset of paraphilias. And that, like, somebody, I've seen it online, somebody might say that their fetish is daddies. And just, like, that's that's not how that works. Like, I don't know. Huh. I'm... There's, there's I don't want to be, be prescriptivist about it, but I guess I do. Part <laughs> but of here we go. <laughs> if they're, they're not weird. actually into it and they're just doing it for the attention or because they think it's funny or because it, they have an excuse to like look goofy, like whatever their motivation is, if it's not actually like exploring that fetish, that there's something about that that feels disingenuous and wrong to me. Hmm. Back to Dan's point, I think it's better to wear a button-up and jeans to fetish night than it is some get-up that you're not actually into because you think it's funny or might be interesting. Wow. Well, know. let's talk about more fetish night things, and then maybe we'll figure it out. And uh, it, in the Patreon segment, uh, we'll be talking about uh, a fetish night I used to go to where there were very strict dress codes enforced to avoid button-up shirts and <laughs> and non-participants. 
Yeah. And a fetish lady named something, something. So we're excited about that. I also, I used to joke that I was going as a voyeur because that's my fetish. That's not a fetish. It's a paraphilia, not a fetish. I can't say that. That's lying. That's wrong. And I will stop. It's just, well, okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the eagle. Tell me about the eagle. It hasn't landed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's There's go an eagle with, in yes. lots and lots of cities. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have one in your city? Go see it before it dies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is not going well. It's whatever. Okay. Um, so all of this information I got from a 2017 NBC News article. Because right. when I need fetish information, I turn to NBC News. Yep. Da, da, now that Brian Williams da, da. is on MSNBC. Uh -oh. oh. Wow. He's still, I guess he's still working. Still in spite working. Of it, They've in spite hidden of him it all. in a closet. Mm. Stay out of our closet. Brian Williams, this isn't for you. This isn't your space. Um, by Mikkel Street. The Eagle, which I learned from you, is not a franchise. Right. Uh, so there are a bunch of eagles throughout the country and actually also internationally. They are not connected to each other except for like the culture and the, the, the loosest like, of affiliations. Right? So loose. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, to tell you a little bit more about where the Eagle came from in 1970. A longshoreman's pub in yeah. New York City. I don't know what that means, but it sounded hot. I want to go to a longshoreman's pub. Yeah, longshoremen, they're can, like dock workers, right? No, I want to see their docks. <laughs> I have no idea. Because um, we have a couple of longshoreman bars here in like West Seattle. There's oh, one. It, is it like, uh, what's it called? Navy night? Sailor a, night? A waterfront manual laborer who is involved in loading and unloading ships, trucks, trains, or airplanes. Man, I want them to load and unload me. Yeah. Um, Probably would be willing to oblige you in certain camps. Fleet Week. That's what I was thinking. Fleet is it just like Fleet Week 24 sevs there? They're not wearing uniforms. That's fine if they just like, we've been out fishing forever and now I want to get my dick inside no, it's, it's something. It's people that work on the dock. They load and unload the boats. They stand there on the dock oh, and wait for the They haven't been out in the water. for. Can I push them into the water so that when they get back in, they're more horny? Yes. Okay, cool. That's yes. what I'll do. Yeah, then everyone's wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This, this place is not what I'm talking about because it just closed. The okay. entire point is it just, it was a regular bar and it just closed. Um, it was called Eagle Open Kitchen, which I think that's the only important part is it had the word eagle in it. It had been open for 40 years. So the new owners took over in 1970, which particularly after the 1969 Stonewall riots. I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. You should have been there. Uh, they... Uh, I think inspired by that, changed it to, uh, they called it the Eagle's Nest. They painted all the walls black and it became a spot for traditionally masculine presenting gay men. Um, they had meetings for biker groups and sports clubs. And according to this article, I liked this line, quote, it was a safe space before the term safe space was in the vernacular. Okay. Do you have, I just, I still don't. The connection is just the place that just closed had Eagle in its name. So that's what we're doing, too. I think so. That's that's that. I don't know. It wasn't but. like a Eagle stands for eat ass and <laughs> get laid and, and get, get laid every day. <laughs> Man, we should acronym that because that seems pretty perfect. Eat ass, get laid every day. <laughs> I love it. That's definitely where it came from then. Yeah. I'll, I'm just going to work that into the history to make people believe it. That is true, factual, 
don't read this article because they yeah. <laughs> they're hiding it from you, just like they're hiding Brian Williams. Who? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, he broadcasts from an eagle <laughs> in Manhattan. What, like on an eagle's back? <laughs> <laughs> this got weird. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 And the weird, the weird part for me is saying a traditionally masculine presenting gay men sure like, mask for mask yeah. yeah it feels very mask for mask so we'll talk about that in a second but um there was such a strong sense of community that's why it started opening in other locations it wasn't that they franchised it or had it what just nothing what <laughs> something sexual yeah open my butt and you, yeah. All over the uh, other, locations. other locations, yeah. City you know, by you're, city, you're opening up in other locations. <laughs> um, so people just traveled to other places, opened up their own eagles. Um, each one is a separate business. They share the kind of common themes of traditional masculinity, strong ties to the leather and kink community, um, and in its heyday, or as I like to call it, heyday, um, there were more than <laughs> fifty eagle named bars. Wow. Yeah. How many are there now, Kyle? I do know that, but you'll have to wait till the end because okay. that is my big closer. Oh, no, oh. it's not. Oh, about 30. Okay, great. <laughs> well, just, <laughs> um, so one of the guys that they interviewed in this article, um, there's good and bad things about that masculine you know, dude vibe that they have going on. So Joe Whitaker, um, who went to one in 2007, said, quote, One thing it helped me realize was, no, I'm not straight. I'm not messed up. There are all these men out in the world that have the same kind of thoughts and attractions that I do. At the time, I didn't understand that there were men like me that had very masculine traits, but were gay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I can see, especially at the time, that if what was visible, if the people that were out were more femme um, or, you know, straight people make a movie and they have that, that one gay character that has all the mannerisms that they just kind of throw into a person. And you're like, well, that's not me. That could make you question, but am I really gay then? Yeah. Like, uh, sure, sure. Um, but at the same time, like we don't, I, yeah, I, I'm sure that's helpful for people to f- be able to find that community that they like, but yeah, it does. Like you said, have that mass for mass feel. Um, and, um, and so back to intention, right? Like I'm sure that there are people for whom labeling it, that it's doing the same thing that our podcast is right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's okay. If you're masculine or feel straight in appearance and mannerism that doesn't make you any less gay. Like right. that, that fits into our mission statement among other things. Yeah. Which I, Oh, what? then there might be the intent that's like the the femme hating asshole dick yeah, bag yeah who, who is just mask for life bra yeah so i don't <laughs> i don't know um yeah no and i and that's what i hopefully we have made clear enough on the show because i yeah you're right there is that risk that in what we talk about that like we are not saying we have both said that we don't we present more straight or what people people you know will come out and people will be like oh i didn't realize that you were you're so nice though and it's just like what <laughs> like what do you yeah. so yeah i hope that doesn't get misconstrued for for we're mass for mass douches are douches yeah your douche shit is douche shit um yeah <laughs> although i need to stop saying like i just have been like said this for so long that i always say like oh yeah i'm more mass presenting now that i'm like more embracing my gayness and i don't know what my people now say that my voice seems pretty gay and I've painted fingernails. Like 
I said that on a date once and the guy was like, oh yeah, you're so mass. Like I was like, oh right. Maybe I'm, be, maybe I'm, I'm not that anymore. Back when I was pretending maybe more so presented straight, but. Well, it's funny because you would come off as less mask if, if you weren't very tall and had a big old beard. Like I know, right? And that's so, like it's so like you weird. get all these mask points, whatever the yes. fuck that means. Yeah, just by virtue of how tall you are and that yep. you have facial hair, broad like, shoulders. Like <laughs> yeah, all of these things that I think make me seem more. Which is why I like I now I like combining the like the the masks more masculine, more feminine traits. Like I like the fact that I've painted nails and a beard. Like you know, yeah. it's just fun. Now if I if we were to do the drag episode again, I was like, oh, I have to. I have We've to shave my beard. We specifically have a request to do the drag episode again. Oh, why? Just that we didn't, we like scratched the surface and that's a, a oh, yeah, yeah. meaty topic that needs yeah. to be up our butt again. I mean, <laughs> so it's a girthy topic. <laughs> um, how big around is it? Um, <laughs> I mean, that, I think that's true. We've said this like for almost every episode, every topic we're like, there's a million more things we can talk about for that. Yeah. The eagle, Mike. The eagle. Um, uh, we're, we're back. We're back. Uh, <laughs> they are. They were not very diverse back then. They have shifted and grown um, since uh, since they first started. Um, they used to require. It's interesting because it went away from what you you were just talking about and complaining about. Like, um, so they used to require one item of leather. Mm-hmm. which now they don't anymore. Uh, I guess like they're not a blanket set of rules because everyone's a little bit different, but um, you're allowed uh, in the past, um, even if you were let in and didn't fit the traditional masculine white aesthetic, you, you didn't feel like you were Wait, at home white? there. White, what? white people. Did okay. you know white people get a lot of the advantages? White people. <laughs> uh, is that something? W-Y-P-E-P-O. What's Sometimes that? you'll you'll see, like, as, I think actually, especially white people use it. Anyway, but online I see that a lot as just an abbreviation for white people. Wow. But it's, it's always white people behaving stupid. Oh, God. White people. Oh, I've never heard that, but now I'm glad, kind of glad I haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so now they're doing more to be more inclusive. They're doing drag shows. They, some have, like, really nice food from, like, fancy chefs. Um, so they try to have this combination of staying true to its roots, but also more accepting and open. Um, and now it has, uh, has, uh, as bars, bar, bars of clothes. I mean, like in general, gay bars are, uh, have been victim to that. And so now there are about 30 in other U S cities mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. uh, London, Amsterdam, Vienna are just some of the international cities uh, that also have uh, Vienna. Nope, that also have Vienna. Earth. Are you having a stroke? Maybe. <laughs> oh no, I can raise both arms. Okay, um, that have an eagle. Yes. <laughs> I just read the last word several times. Um, so that is the eagle. Um, have you been to the eagle here? Yes. What do you think? Um. I feel like it is, I mean, it definitely lives up to that kind of description in my mind. Um, and yeah, it feels like in a good way, like dirty and seedy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying that as a negative. Um, uh, just, it feels like a, like a, a door, dirty gay bar. Um, like you might see like a blowjob or a puke stain or have you know. both. Oh yes. Have seen both of those things. Have yes. I thrown up there? Not in front so, of me. Okay. Uh, I've seen you 
you you threw up at the cuff once and you there was another time i've seen you throw up twice was it in new orleans the first time that would make sense i'm i clearly don't remember it (laughs) (laughs) um and so i've been there for i haven't been there for a fetish night i get i'm too nervous Mm. to go to those um but i have been there for a makeout party Mm -hmm. which that's my jam i think if you make out you get a free like jello shot which like i would make out without getting a jello (laughs) shot so i don't know why i need that extra incentive um but yeah i didn't they have to like i think they they Something happened recently with Seattle that they had to like make sure people all had clothes on or something. It's do you want to talk about that now? Oh, sure. Did you is that what you were going to talk about? Did I segue real nice? The state of Washington has fucked up liquor laws, Mm. fucked up liquor laws. You're not allowed to sell liquor in a place where there is nudity. That's why the lusty lady here in downtown Seattle, which is a lady strip club, they wanted to force them to have the lights on. (laughs) and no liquor anyway don't they have to have um ostensibly it's because of cleanliness you have to have your asshole covered (laughs) because there's poop in there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. serving drinks so no Hmm. do you if you put a butt plug up there does that is that enough cover for your butt i don't think it is i doubt it it. um don't you have have to have your nips covered if you are behind the bar i think that you're supposed to yeah not even the strippers had to wear stuff oh maybe the lady strippers i'm not sure Mm. i'm not sure yeah it's strip clubs here very lame yeah well and the bars here are pretty lame like like all of those gross places that i love to go to like Mm -hmm. like like tony's corner pocket in houston you're gonna see some dicks yeah and yeah like that's just not something that flies here now people do it anyway i have seen penises in public in seattle i have seen a blowjob at the eagle in seattle i've seen like, both of those by like homeless people as well <laughs> so you know you could see you might see them on the street yeah 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 but we have we have really very backwards um liquor laws here and one that trips people up when they visit actually is like at 2 a.m the bar must have retrieved all of the alcohol from the people and taken it away from them like a lot of places the bar closes at two, but you can finish your drink. Yeah, and yeah. like, oh my god! In Austin, especially in college, we would go up and be like, "Oh, it's almost two. We would like five amaretto sours because that's what we might be drinking." <laughs> also, a lot of the times those are just a dollar, so I I do miss the mm-hmm. cheap. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the same way now, but yeah. But yeah, like in in Washington State, it's not like go ahead and finish your drink. It's like yeah. they have to come through with a tub and take everybody like physically. They will take it away from you. Yeah. And uh, I wrestled a guy once. <laughs> You're like, no, I can pound it and it give was... me my drink back <laughs> and, and pin me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's, a lie. Uh, yeah. No, that's not true. Washington state is super fucked up. <laughs> that's all. So I want to talk about, there's a chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> and a baboon that both have, they have fetishes okay. for boots. And, it really is interesting. So in this this book, uh, Variant Sexuality, Research and Theory, uh, edited by Glenn Wilson. Variant sexuality feels like what they called gay people in like the 60s. Well, I mean, I th- okay, let's, let, let's, let's go into that for, uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit. I really do think that it is worth, like we need a word that isn't judgy, that means not one man and one woman pee in the v missionary sex <laughs> like there's a lot of that happening yeah um 
it's I won't use the word normal, but I will say it's common. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, gay, gay people are whatever this word is that we're inventing, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's it's not it's not. I mean, it's it's uncommon, right? Right. right? And then fetishes are even less common. Yeah, I right? mean, in um, I think in disability world, they talk about a neurotypical brain, which is okay. like trying to say that word like normal but like normal is a <laughs> shitty way of saying it if you have You're, a neurotypical brain call us and let us know what it's like because neither of us <laughs> nope, have any idea. nope we don't yeah we don't get that so maybe it's like a sexual typical oh, okay uh that's er- erototypical erototypical Ooh, um, that sounds sexy yeah yeah so there was this this chimpanzee lived in a zoo was born in captivity and displayed sexual arousal toward one specific object a rubber boot hmm. this high primate male uh, had stereotyped behavior wherein upon seeing a boot had been known by his keepers for some time and was observed by the author when the chimpanzee was 17 years of age the chimpanzee quickly approached gazed at the boot and handled it the penis became erect and was touched to the boot shortly thereafter manual self-stimulation and ejaculation occurred the ejaculate was then consumed. <gasps> By whom? <laughs> <laughs> and this response was said to be invariable and occurred whether the boot was worn by a keeper or simply placed in front of the cage. Man. Now. Which, like, what, are they all going to switch over to sneakers just so they don't have to deal with this monkey's j- dick? And jizz? Yeah. I guess it eats the jizz, though. <laughs> Self-cleaning oven. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, I want to. I, I do want to read this paragraph how are we to explain this great ape's reaction to a boot the object attracted him instantly evoked contact with hands and penis produced rapid ready penile erection and sufficient excitation to lead to ejaculation that's the most boring way to say jerked off to completion (laughs) but sure is the shininess of the rubber linked to a genital display that might arise from a female chimpanzee if this male was not actually exposed onto genetically to a female then was there some innate tendency is the boot linked to a keeper, their source of food and pleasure? If so, the boot represents the keeper, becomes the symbol of the keeper. These questions cannot be satisfactorily answered. All that can be said is that the boot has great excitatory power and is the focus of other linkages. The intrinsic qualities of the boot give it the power, more so than other objects, to evoke linkages, perhaps to innate displays or to significant persons or events. The boot becomes a symbol, a numinous object. And goes on and talks about uh, same zoo, there's a, a guinea baboon who uh, would see boots and and get hard, but wouldn't wouldn't play with himself. Mm. It's interesting to me that there is a, and again, this is a subset of how the word is used and everything. But yeah. like, there's a legit like biological thing that happens to primates where an object, something that isn't sexual at all, a boot isn't sexual, yeah. but becomes a sexual object, a powerful sexual object of desire and i think that's really interesting that maybe it's not just human construction or like something that people made up or like because i think it's easy to look at a fetish and say oh there's something wrong with you Mm, yeah what do you mean balloons turn you on that's fucked up and like and 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 be super judgy about it yeah that's not true like if you if you have if you have a fetish like in the truest sense of the word if you have a fetish there's nothing wrong with you it's nature like there's biology to that yeah i i would think like boot 
to humans would have it's more than just the boot itself it's the representation of maybe some like i picture some kind of dom person a like cop is a, 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 a cop is an authority figure yeah. and that's a dom sub type yeah. of a dynamic and yet yeah, and that it represents that whether the cop yeah. is in the boot or not totally <laughs> the cop is in the boot yeah. like, that's the weirdest way to say wearing boots that i've heard well or i was thinking like in the british sense like in the trunk like why, why would the cop be in the trunk i serial killer yeah um interesting yeah but i mean if this uh monkey was has been grown up in captivity i wonder if people could argue that that is it's not a natural thing something happened oh, to it sure Sure. No, that makes sense. I get it. Like the argument could be made, but yeah. arguments are made by people that hate sexual deviance. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where they are, who they are. Well, I also, I, th- I think now that I like, rem- like ruminate on it a little bit more, that story is part of my earlier tirade. Like there are people for whom a boot would make them hard and want to jizz. Mm-hmm. That is, there's nothing wrong with it. It's very natural, but that's different than just wearing boots around because you think they look nice or it's funny. Hmm. And you said like wearing it around because you think it's funny. I don't, I don't think or what you're getting out of it. Like merely thinking that they are attractive is yeah. not sufficient yeah. for it to be a fetish, at least in this sense. Yeah. And that's, that's all anyways. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone, but like, cause they think it's funny if they're like mocking the situation. Sure. But like, it doesn't matter to me if they, are genuinely it's a fetish in that sense of the word or not so. yeah yeah what about you didn't have any bonobos that had any kind of sexual no fetishes? no bonobos i would think that the world is their fetish because they seem to be fucking yeah they they definitely they definitely fucking bang a whole bunch maybe everything is they like bang a, to say hi they bang to solve fights <laughs> maybe maybe in their world there can't be a fetish because they're so sexually open you can get aroused by literally anything Maybe you get aroused by a hello. Hello. You Boing. say goodbye. <laughs> I say I'm hard. <laughs> um, this episode's weird. Is it? Yeah. Or are you just? No, I, I'm saying that because I'm erect. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wine bottle. This wine bottle makes me so hard. <laughs> Alcohol is my fetish. Yeah. You hate that word now. <laughs> or you hate that. No, it's, it's fine. No, I get aroused by wine. I pour it on myself when I'm in the bathtub. Mm. man i'm not doing i was supposed to find a way to use the polari word of the week it's somewhere in my last story we're gonna be so I'm trying three. to we're like gonna... i'm trying to, i was trying to figure out how to work it in there but then that's why i just paused for like five minutes Gayish, uh, i was trying to figure out how to work it in there <laughs> I didn't go in so i'll just now say it so polari word of the week is omi omi which you know what that means it's a man yeah uh so Comes from the Italian, uomo, which is man in Italian. Wait, that sounds like woman. That sounds closer to woman. Like uh, it has the same Latin root as hombre in Espanol. Yeah, it's just interesting. Uomo. That sounds like a, <laughs> like someone's about to like get hit by a car. You're like, Womo! <laughs> um, it's spelled, the main spelling that I saw on the Polari app is O-M-M-E, but it's also spelled a million different ways, which... This will be helpful. It's also spelled Omi, 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 Omer, Omi, and Omi. <laughs> You're welcome for that clarification. Um, so use it in a sentence. I like that Omi's Dolly Raya. Yep. I like that dude's pretty hair. Yeah. Okay. So 
Now let's talk about hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. You did a bonus job just then. Thank you. I thought it was pretty naff, but <laughs> I read. Okay, you got bought this Polari book, yeah, uh, definition book, and I read in there that naff can mean bad, but also can mean, mean heterosexual. heterosexual. <laughs> I love that so much. Like, is it bad? Is it heterosexual? Yeah. Is there a difference? Yeah, like, n- it's just <laughs> NASCAR is naff and naff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so what are the different types of fetish nights that Omi's? And women, did I work it in there casually? May go to. Um, and Palomis. What's Palomi? I think that's woman. Oh. Omi and Palomi. Because an Omi Palomi is a is a gay man and a Palomi Omi is a lesbian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very different than Balomi. <laughs> Poloni with an N. Poloni. Omi and Poloni. Omi and Poloni. <laughs> yep. Okay, great. That sounds like different first, kinds of fetish nights. That seems. Oh yeah, I want to make a Pinky and the Brain reboot, but they're both like there's a gay man and lesbian, and they're Omi and Poloni. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so I just typed in fetish night and looked to see all the different like styles and like kinks and subversions of fetish nights. Yeah, sure. So okay. I just wanted to. I did not even know there was like this level of. I just I've been to fetish nights and usually it's just general fetish and. People do all kinds of things. I've seen. I've not seen the balloon thing. I've mm. seen leather and rubber suits. Ru- yep, rubber. I've seen some guy in a diaper. I've seen um, uniforms. Like, uniforms, pup masks. So, like these are those are the things that I feel like I've seen. And the like big like like uh, furry mm. pup masks. Like they're not a pup mask. They're like a, like that's a full on cartoon dog head that you're wearing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen one of those. Oh, that seems so hot. Before. I mean, warm. Yeah, warm. <laughs> and sexy. Um, So, a couple of the common ones, I mean... Ooh, singlets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, there were a couple that were... They have specific types. Some, understandably, were leather, uh, BDSM. There's one that had a rubber theme, which that's uh, understandable. There these was, are in the whole universe, like the entirety of the internet, or are these, like, local? What, where are you going with this? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I okay, typed, got it. I typed the word fetish night everywhere. to Google, and I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> you can't ask too many no, questions no, about this no, because I spent... Let's move on so those judgy eyes go away. <laughs> I don't I don't have... Okay, so another one was black and pink, which I don't... I didn't find like an actual like what is it, but everything I clicked on that had like a black and pink fetish night seemed like it was women, like more oriented around women. Like I saw women wearing pink dominatrix things and it just made me think of a runover cat <laughs> black and pink <laughs> i thought it sounded like a domestic abuse victim <laughs> okay uh there's cruising fetish nights which that feels a little bit um baby let's cruise yes mm-hmm. fans of the <laughs> 1987 john wayne song baby let's cruise <laughs> Did I get anywhere close? <laughs> no. Okay, that's cool. Um, which <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny, but it's fucking funny. <laughs> There's a cruising night, which seems like that seems weird to me because I mean, in the gay world, that's just Saturday. That's that's what I was thinking. Like going to a bar and cruising for sex, like that's just a gay bar. Like you, that's not a <laughs> night or anything. That's just maybe there's something more specific about it that I don't understand. But that was a weird one. Um, there is uh, underwear nights there's impact play 
which is oh. like like slapping like like physically things yeah flapping that's yeah <laughs> again all these definitions i read one word and was like cool that's it so it's I, just I wish dan was here so we could talk about the fact that my roommate sometimes likes to slap him and dan likes to let him on the what face oh like and hard enough that he has to hold the other side of his head because if he doesn't it'll dislocate his jaw jesus yeah Great. i have a shitty jaw too i wonder if someone slapped me in a when i was a kid and i don't remember it knock my jaw out of place it's not my fetish um one night was called jock all capital um, jock that's jock strap there's no apparently bathhouses have fetish nights which is interesting okay but that makes sense like you're at a bathhouse so it's like you know you're like down to get down but okay now everyone for example saw one that was pissed water sports and wet play so like that must be nice like okay i know we're all like into this thing so i don't have to be like yo can i pee on you or no yeah. <laughs> like you can just be like go ahead and leak yourself do they drain the hot tub that night just like <laughs> oh god man those steam those sauna rooms or steam rooms really need a good hosing down oh mm. while they're in there because they're into that i wonder if they like hoses i wonder what people that are into piss play like hoses give them some kind of like it's close enough how how bad form is it if i stand outside and hand out pickled asparagus that night <laughs> well i would hate it just for the yeah what it is <laughs> maybe people like a certain smelling i don't know asparagus peas bad but there are some people that like you know some people back when we talked about did we talk about pissing at some water sports mm-hmm. we did mm-hmm. i like people like a variety of things some people want it to be clear and not have a smell some people like it to have the smell some people like holding their pee to the very end it's there's so much out there someone considered burlesque a fetish night which i didn't i wouldn't Okay. I wouldn't associate that with a fetish night because it just more seems like a performance kind of thing. Yeah, but I think for like straight people, there's like the black stockings and heels and the like corset. Like the, the, those those articles of clothing are highly fetishized for like yeah, straight people. But just be, I mean, like back to balloons, just because I'm into balloons doesn't mean a child's 10th birthday party is a fetish night. I think it does for those people. Oh, no. That's another problem. That's several problems <laughs> in a row. Well, I mean, it's not the kids that they're attracted to. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Different. Yeah. Okay. No, let's not get. But, uh, well, part of what I thought, which is probably kind of judgmental, but it, I just thought of, like, is burlesque the most, like, edgy thing that's, that straight people can imagine? So oh, they can, yeah. you know, like, yeah. people are like, straight people are like, ooh, Tinder's for sex. And it's like, you don't even know what sex apps are. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. if that's your version, it's the tame version. I don't know. I can, that's probably judgmental. People can, that can be their fetish if they want it to be. Other things weren't necessarily fetishes, but just there are certain, like, themed nights. There was fist party, fuck party, naked party, sneaker sport party. Let's back up just a little bit, shall we? A fist party? Like Some people. <laughs> no, I get fisting. I just, the fact that it's like, I just, that seems like such a intense, you got to be ready. This is not a, you, you can't casually fist somebody. When I think party, I think like popcorn and yeah. cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the show? The lights are going down. Get your seat. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Great. Maybe you can casually fist. Maybe some people are so just like always agape. 
know. Or maybe there's more to fist. But it's fist party, so maybe some people like it when you put your fist in your mouth. I don't know. I wish I had smaller hands. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Take a guess. Do you want <laughs> you want to put a fist in your mouth? You want to fist someone? I would try it. I don't think anybody wants me. Like, I don't have giant hands, but I have like big enough hands that I think it's probably not going to work okay. for most people. I was going to say, you know that there's someone that wants that, like a bigger hand. Like there are people out there for whom that would be totally fine. Great. If you want me to be a fisting top for you, then <laughs> patreon.com slash gauge podcast. <laughs> what level is that? What, what level do you have to get to? to... So those are all the, the like fetish nights or just, you know, really specific kink nights that I could find. Great. Also, unrelated, I just remembered something I was going to say back up when you were talking about animals. Okay. Do you worry... No, let me reframe it. Yes, all the time about a lot of things. <laughs> I might need to borrow some of your meds. Is that how that works? Um, I worry that, okay, we're, you're, we're picking sometimes these extreme stories because they're interesting to us, but like yeah. any, any kind of talking about we're a gay show plus we're talking about animals and sexual things like that. There's a risk for sure. being misinterpreted and confirming we did, we, we did make a joke about a child's birthday party here just a little bit ago well like, <laughs> did it make the cut i don't know you t- you tell me you people listening i get it i get it i do think the the non-religious part of you should be down with this mm. like human beings are just animals evolution is real like that's just true i didn't say i wanted to fuck the baboon like damn <laughs> you did you didn't I mean, describe how sexy it is I, well I, it did say that he has a 10 inch dick which i don't believe is real wait so they can have that no oh <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say that's the next segment what the fuck? <laughs> i don't know is it wearing a like cute skirt or something <laughs> um yeah i no i i i i like that we talk about these things i like that we pick weird or out there or like but we do when we do that risk us confirming what people we i like that we talk about things we try to come at it from a uh like understanding learning kind of angle which i think you need to be able to try to understand and learn and in that case like it's a uh, really interesting case that helps inform other things like in a scientific way so i think we need to be able to do that but yeah. it's just a little bit it's a little risky i mean when when one of the eight million moms like listens to our show yeah yeah boy if they made it to here they, they, maybe they've earned the ability to complain because i do hope we have hate listeners i know don't. That, i know that you I don't, don't. But well like, we, i mean look at our reviews we definitely do have hate <laughs> listeners yeah do you have more no okay because i do want to talk about an actual fetish and the most common one and the one that i've encountered in my sex life most recently Ooh, what is it well, the truest sense of the word fetish is sexual attraction to a non-sexual body part. And the most common of which, and there are, there's math to this, science to this, the most common of which is feet. Hmm. A foot fetish is a fetish in the truest sense of the word. And My feet are genitals. <laughs> I don't know how you were born, <laughs> but mine are reproductively sound. Great. So there is a... Or, or is that just toe jam? <laughs> <laughs> that jizz or toe jam, I can't tell. Oh, God. Either way, it's been inside people. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
Oh God. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Brush past it and moving on and it's done. I just I need I'm gonna need a second. I'm gonna need a second. Drink that one. Have you had the song Fetish by Selena Gomez playing in the back of your head this whole time? Or is that just me? No, should I? Should you would I? hate it because she goes, I got a fetish for your love. And like a love is love is not a tangible object that anyway. Okay. What are you saying? Um, I, I, I had a, I had a, a person that requested to like hang out with my feet and suck on <laughs> hang my toes. Out with them. It's like, can we go to the movies together? <laughs> we'll be home by 10. What, what do you mean? Like, like I, like I'm in, I'm into feet. Can you like, is it okay if I enjoy your feet i'm like okay, okay. sure you're like, using these euphemisms for like what <laughs> tell me what happened yeah so we we're like making out and then he literally said to me have you ever participated in foot play i think is the way that he worded mm, it i'd be like soccer <laughs> or what are we talking so this was not a pre-negotiated thing this was an in the moment request in the moment i would like to can I check out your feet? <laughs> but that seems like a very like adult, I was gonna say professional. <laughs> That's not, but like, like, let me directly ask you this and get your consent and not. Yeah. The other way would have been even more awkward if he's like heading downtown and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and then he keeps going. And then, and then, and now he's at go, my feet. Like, oh, <laughs> you missed your exit. <laughs> You're going to have to stay on till Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he just he just wanted to rub them and he wanted to suck on my with toes. With his what? Rub them with his, his hands? hands. Oh, that must be nice. I'd be down for that just because like rub my feet. And then and then, oh god, this mm-hmm. is. Did he put his dick in in between? No. Oh, okay. But uh, the, uh, interesting. <laughs> I'm hold on. I'm very interested by my sudden discomfort yeah. with this when. There's no way that I haven't already talked about the fact that I bought him from time to time. But something about like being super explicit about it oh. is making me super uncomfortable. And I'm fascinated. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, I was laying on my stomach and he was fucking me. And I played with his nipples with my feet. And that he was all about that. <laughs> I'm just picturing the bending that had to happen <laughs> to get there. If you're on your stomach... Yeah. And you bend so you're, just at the knee. Yeah, and then you have to like wrap your feet around to get to his nipples. Oh, that's pretty easy. Oh. That's not that hard. Oh. We'll try it after. Okay, great. <laughs> um but not on you. Get me a monkey. But like uh foot fetishism is like by all accounts the most common, mm-hmm. and I think that's really interesting. What I think is most interesting about that is uh are you familiar with the cortical homunculus? You know I am. So you already know (laughs) that there's the part of your brain that processes sensory input, like, uh, uh, sorry, touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know where that is in the brain. And the part of the brain that processes feelings from your genitals is right next door to the part of your brain that processes the sensation of touch in your feet. Oh, I thought, okay. Wow, there's a specific part that is like, all the different body parts of like processing the the yep i'm i'm interested That's in your take crazy. on this it's shaped like that and you can see all of the parts of the body that uh correspond to the different parts of the brain that process the feelings from there this is like a picasso painting <laughs> isn't it though? it's like science a science biology textbook and picasso got together and tried to make <laughs> the most fucked up thing interesting yeah Anyway, so there are a lot of people, there's a theory out there that says that foot fetishism is because it's so close to the part of your brain that deals with the happy part feelings Hmm. that 
that's it, it very easily gets crosswired and or confused and that's where that comes from interesting we'll post that picture to somewhere that shows where all the parts of feeling are in your brain yep Is, but that's that's interesting right like like apparently like parts of your feet are like as almost as good as your dick and if or, your whole body could feel as good as it felt when your genitals got like <laughs> if just rubbing your feet was like just like jerking off yeah man just even putting on clothes you'd come that'd be fun or what about like i have yet to meet a woman especially that doesn't love to have their feet massaged and i think that part of that is like it sucks to wear heels and when you take your heels off then like by god you want you want some relief down there but like that's even that is part of like pop culture right that like women want their feet rubbed and like i'm gonna put my feet up can you rub them and like that's one of the man duties that's out there in the universe that always happened in my family too where my mom would put her feet up and yeah 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 basically your dad was jerking her off okay (laughs) (laughs) now i'm uncomfortable so anyway (laughs) i was gonna say something but all thoughts have left my brain um if you if i me specifically you specifically this is a uh (laughs) this is a one of those what i don't know it was how we got all we are we both got all weird all of a sudden. Yep. Um, yep. This is one of those. Can God lift a penis bigger than himself, or whatever kind of uh, questions? Can if, God make a dick <laughs> no so big it doesn't fit in his ass? <laughs> <laughs> Come at us, Brazil! <laughs> Try to censor us. Um, uh, <laughs> but one of those kind of questions: If someone has a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. And you rub their feet. If you if you have the foot fetish, you rub their feet without telling them that you have a foot fetish, and you're like getting off on it, but they don't know. Mm, mm. Is that some version of like assault or manipulation or lie? Ooh, like, huh. um, have we talked about this before? Because this feel like I've I've talked about this in the past, but I don't remember if it's been with you or. Anyway, that doesn't matter. What do you think? I think if you do something involving someone else that is sexually gratifying to you without their consent, you've there's you've made some sort of transgression. Yeah. Although, I mean, I think it's hot going to the gym when I see bros with their nips out. Like, so that's sexually that's true, gratifying. But if you grab their nips, it's a different story. So I shouldn't have. <laughs> um, what about just one? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I it, yeah, it does feel, yeah, maybe it's just about touching, like, if you're in a public place, you it kind of sucks, but you may be sexualized, but someone is, but they're keeping it to themselves, like, you're not, like, you can't say anything to anyone, but, like, looking at people, like, you just have to imagine some people may look at you and, and think you're hot and, and jerk off to you later, and you can't do anything, and that's not hurting anyone, but, yeah, it feels weird when they're, act, like, touching you and you don't know that it's a sexual thing for them yeah hmm okay 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 what if you're with somebody and you know they have a foot fetish and then you ask them to rub your feet in public you're doing something consensually but it's sexual within Mm -hmm. your partnership potentially in a room full of people Mm. are those people watching have you transgressed them yeah, like the think- scenario is we're all hanging out here on a Sunday night and like there's a couple of boyfriends that show up and boyfriend A asks boyfriend B to rub his feet because we're all watching Game of Thrones or what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. And then they do are like, 
is the fact that they're super into that and doing that right in front of us is that bad yeah, i bet that's something like it's not just the feet they'd also get off on the like people someone that i hooked up with a long time ago like we went to his place but there are people staying so he like we had to like and he didn't have room so they're like close the curtain anyway later i found out he was into that like oh, yeah. he liked the fact that other people were there and could hear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, i didn't know we were doing i don't know that's what we were doing so almost like that kind of happened to me in a different way like public sex is a big deal for some people or like the threat of being caught yeah 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 um hmm. yeah. um so uh someone else someone's different i hooked up with uh was into feet and socks and i and i didn't I'm like down, but I just don't know what to do. Like, do you need me to go? My feet are gross because I've been wearing them all day. And do I do I need to go wash them off so you yeah. can do that? Like, I feel kind of gross if you're down there and I haven't. So maybe like, I just don't, let me help. Like, how, what do you like about this? And how do I how do I accommodate? He he said that I had really good feet for that, and that I didn't know whether to be flattered or not because wow. I was like, okay. I'm huh. sure. I mean, I guess it worked in that scenario. <laughs> Does he want you to toe fuck him? I don't think so. How do you know? I don't know. Next time you're down there, slip in your big toe. <laughs> I have to imagine you'd want the big toe with the best toe. No, don't ask him. Um, Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. I'm going to wear a leather harness during the break. But you'll be appropriating. Yep. So you'll hate it. Yep. <laughs> This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. All of our social media is at gayishpodcast.com. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's your gayest and straightest of the week, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And our email is gmail at gayishpodcast.com. And if you want to send us anything in the mail, you can now. It's P.O. Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Man, such good memorization of numbers. Thank you. Uh, hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, hi. hey, 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 listeners. Bill? Do the four R's. Rate, review, rubscribe, and recommend. It seriously fucking helps us out a ton. Yeah. So unless you don't love us anymore, mm. do one of them. Yeah, and just based <laughs> on the number of people in our Facebook group and the number of reviews we've gotten, we know that not on all of you have done it. So <laughs> it would really help us out. So thanks. Uh, Gays and straightest? Let's do our gays and straightest. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So the... Uh, the, the gayest thing about me this week, I went to Portland this weekend for a, a funeral. It's fine. Everything's great. Um, well, I mean, there's a dead not person, super but. great. But okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, quick aside, the the uh, there they they did the they did a pass the mic thing at the funeral, which is like that's never a good idea. And the first person that stood up, grabbed the mic and talked about Jesus for like 15 minutes. It was oh, it was okay. like it was it was weird. But one of the things that he said was like because he knew that the person who had passed was a man of God. He he said, uh, well, I know where Ron is now and blah, 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 blah. And I started giggling and I couldn't stop because my brain said, I know where he is too. It's in that little box in the front of the room. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyway. Uh, also, I thought, I think past the mic is what your gangbang porn is going to be. Called. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
the reality really sunk in there. Okay, gay is uh, uh, Yeah, so the gayest thing about me this week, I was down in Portland for this thing and got an Airbnb, and there was a cactus in the window that people clearly, like, it's like a group joke. They made a corona. It looked like a dick. I'll post a picture of it in the Facebook oh, yeah. group. Did I you see I it already? That. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a dick with a head and, like, everything. There's <laughs> just, like, anyway. So, uh, all of us that were staying there at the place called it the cactus. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, but the straightest thing about me this week is that I didn't notice it until the girls, my cousins that were staying with me noticed. Oh, you don't see dicks everywhere? I don't see dicks everywhere, but they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, straightest is, I'm going to say, my is getting my manicure because, I mean, straight dude, it's been a while since straight dudes have been like figured out they can get manicures too, too and it's cool. Yeah. Um, but I definitely had the, it was my first time, like nervous, like and Kelly, my friend who brought me, she was like, don't worry, there are other dudes here, like, you know, trying to make me feel better about being there with all women. With I feel like most gays would just be like, hey, bitches, give me a nail polish thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my gayest is... Uh, a little while ago it was snowing and so I had like all my like big like puffy coat and snow gear on. Yep, yep. Coat <laughs> yeah. On. yeah. And I realized as I was bending down to pick up Reynolds' food, food, uh, poop, not food, his poop, uh, that I was showing what I like to call male tail. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I knew like my butt that, was out in my... plumber crack? Nah, uh, I don't... I don't know. What is it? I just was thinking my like underwear and butt sticking out. Yeah. Um, but it probably cute underwear. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was like somehow, even though I have all these clothes on and it's freezing, I was somehow able to show my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have a listener one? We do. Uh, our listener one this week comes from discord. There is a gayest and straightest channel on our discord server and people post things in there all of the time. This is from at Barry cute. The gayest Very was dancing cute. around my kitchen, singing Kiss and Say Goodbye by the Manhattans. Also, Loki want this song played at my funeral, along with Heaven's Just a Sin Away. <laughs> Straightest was driving the Jeep down the Mississippi levee and deciding to drive off the side of it to chase a hog down. LOL, full redneck life. What? <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Yeah. We're Jeep bros. I guess so. But like, <laughs> do you know how deep it is before you're getting in? I just, that makes me nervous. It's like that big ass puddle down here that I go yeah. through every single time. Yeah. But that feels a little safer, a little more contained. And we're not chasing wildlife. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Uh, so that is it. A special thank you to Betty Page, who was in our Patreon segment and apparently invented fetishes. Yeah. That's <laughs> the mother of all fetish. <laughs> um, and thank you to the Eagle for being a fetishy bar that's dirty and seedy and seat and seedy yeah. probably and growing and evolving past their mask tendencies and thanks to gay jesus thanks to gay jesus <laughs> <laughs> which we should say at the end of every show <laughs> yeah absolutely that's it this has been gayish i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you next week see you next week I'll see you